Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and take you step by step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Hey everybody, we're here today with Carly from We Talkers. So she is a pediatric speech language pathologist and she's a fellow Canadian, what? Which is pretty <laughs> cool. Um, so she's all the way over on the West Coast. She's from Vancouver, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then I'm all the way on the East Coast. So total opposite sides of the country, but I love that we're, um, that we're both two fellow Canadians doing the things we love and we got to connect. Um, and Carly, I just want to say before we start, like for anyone who doesn't know Carly or who hasn't seen her on Instagram or anything like that, I love your approach um, to helping babies and toddlers like expand on their language skills and their development. Um, you're always so like calm and composed in your stories. <laughs> and I'm like, how does she say so sweet and like calm all the time when you've got babies and toddlers all at home? And anyway, you've got the touch for sure. So I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, thank you so much, Edwina. Like, um, I love what I do. So it's, it's, um, it's a pleasure to be able to connect with people like you and, and other people that follow along. And I feel the same way when I watch your stories, I'm like, wow, she's so knowledgeable. You make it so approachable. And yeah, so it's super um, nice to connect with you and be able to chat today. It's like, yeah, it's like hanging out with a friend. So it's fun. Yeah, it totally is. It's funny how on Instagram you feel like you know people and then you chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, te- we text or not text, but we message each other and stuff. And yes. Being able to talk kind of, um, you know, over, over podcasts. It's super fun. So yeah. why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this, um, into speech language pathology? Sure. Yeah, I guess, um, looking back, I had always been kind of that helper, like in school, I remember being, you know, helping um, kids with special needs and that kind of thing. And when I got to university, I felt kind of lost. But then I took a career decision making class, and I job shadowed an SLP. And the rest is history. I'm really fascinated in early childhood early childhood development um, and early language development. I just think it's incredible that babies go from, you know, not even making a few sounds all the way to speaking so adult-like by five years old. So that's the area I specialize in, birth to five. And I work with children of all abilities. And what that means is some kids I work with are developing as we would typically expect in all areas, except they can't say like a few sounds. um, So they might need a little bit of support. And some kids I work with are not speaking at all yet and they're needing a lot more support, maybe even a team of people that sometimes includes like a dietitian like yourself or other professionals like a psychologist, um, physiotherapist, occupational therapist, that kind of thing. Um, So yeah, so we work with families, coaching families on how to help support their child's communication skills. And that's what I do online as well is I um, 
teach two online courses for parents and I teach um, through Instagram to help hopefully help people learn easy things they can do at home to help their baby and toddler start to talk and communicate more and grow their vocabulary and learn how to learn how to be ready for school and how to read. Um, these early years are building a foundation for that already, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is super cool. And I didn't realize how much you can do with babies at such a young age, like intentionally, which was something I learned from you. So today, what I really want to talk to you about is the concept of baby sign language. So this was something that I first heard of maybe, uh, I don't know, three years ago. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know about it when my boys were babies. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to lie. So on one hand, I was super impressed. I was like, oh my God, babies can do this. They can, they can communicate through sign language. Like this is such a cool idea. And then on the other hand, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of like, wait a minute. Like this is a whole extra thing I have to teach them. And like, <laughs> we've got enough on our plates. Like this is crazy. But I have seen a lot of my clients um, teach their baby sign language and I've seen how much help and um, alleviate and kind of like help them navigate through different scenarios, which I'm sure I'll go into in a little bit more with what can happen at mealtimes. But maybe you can just give us a little bit of a description as to what baby sign language is for those of uh, all those listeners who don't know what it is and how it can help at mealtimes from your experience. Sure. So baby sign language is basically a, a mode of communication. It differs from American Sign Language that we use in North America that has like its whole own um, uh, grammar and structure and really its own culture. But baby sign is just using um, specific small gestures that babies can more easily imitate before they can speak. And the reason why is speech is a very complex skill. If you feel your mouth when you're talking, think of all those little tiny movements, your lip, tongue, even your jaw has to move like just perfectly so um, to say the speech sounds correctly. And our babies um, don't have don't have the motor coordination to do that yet. They are learning this as they're, as they're growing. However, um, using small gestures like baby sign language are easier to do. Um, so our babies can start to copy us and they can have some simple words to communicate with us before they start to speak. But like you said, this is not essential. It is optional for parents to do. I never want parents to feel like they have to. With my own girls, I did it with my first, but that's because I had a lot more time on my hands. It came very naturally to me because I use it a lot with, with other kids, like toddlers that, that aren't speaking yet. But with my second, I was like, nope, like here's your food. You're, you know, you're fine. <laughs> and I just didn't take the time. So, and like you said, you didn't use it with your boys and they're speaking fine. And it's not, it's not an essential thing to do. So would you say that it's more helpful um, in helping, I guess, develop um, language abilities earlier on? Or is it more of a tool that will just help um, parents kind of understand their baby and just kind of make situations like mealtimes a lot easier? Yeah, there's not research to show like, oh, if you do baby sign, your child's going to speak earlier. Um, our babies are communicating with us in a lot of other ways besides just baby sign. So we need to tune into those things as well. And I'm sure you talk about this, like in your feeding courses, like if they turn away, like that means no. If they're looking with their eyes and showing interest, like that means yes. So we don't want parents to tune out all those other nonverbal messages they're sending us. We want to definitely acknowledge those 
be responding to sounds. Um, but yes, it, the babies can use some sign to, to um, expand on that communication. That is so cool. I just think that's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, So at what age can you typically start teaching your baby sign language? So I would say six to eight months is when, you know, they're sitting up um, most babies and they're showing a lot of more interest in what we're doing. That's typically, you know, when they're starting to eat solids. Um, so that's a good age, but even you can start even 12 months. Um, and I teach a lot of even two-year-olds who aren't able to speak verbally yet. That might be a stepping stone for them. Mm -hmm. So I can just, based on what their developmental skills are showing, I might think, okay, sign language would be a, a good option to help decrease some of this frustration. So even if you have a toddler that's not speaking yet, it could be a good option as well. So there's no like exact age. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So that's helpful. And I know for me when, again, when this kind of suggestion comes up on my end, um, it's when I see parents that are struggling with maybe like eight month old to 10 month old or 12 months old, or I guess it could be older, um, you know, but babies or toddlers who are maybe finding it hard to communicate, like if they're done at mealtimes or um, maybe if they don't like something or like parents are just kind of unsure, like, does this mean that they're done? Does this mean they, you know, when they're throwing food, what does that mean? And mm -hmm. how can I kind of help with communicating with them? So I suppose like, what are, I guess, the main ways that you can use baby sign language at mealtimes to help with different situations? Um, what are those words? What does it look like? When can you use them? That kind of thing. Okay, sure. So Mealtime is great because your baby's in the high chair, you're face to face. It's a great time for just talking with them in general. Um, and some of the signs that I would teach um, to a baby eating are like milk. And that's like clenching your fist together as if you were kind of like milking a cow. Um, milk, um, eat, drink. And I would just model those signs along with the baby as they're doing that action. So just as if you're, you're just speaking neutrally, like, oh, you took a drink, you're eating, yum, and you just speak as you recommend during mealtimes mm -hmm. and make it an enjoyable experience. And all done is another one, like you said, with not um, throwing the food. But let me just tell you, even if your child can communicate all done, it's not always going to be clear. Even my 18-month-old, she can say all done. She can sign all done. But it's still kind of like, is she? Isn't she? I'll go to take the plate away. And then she's like, ah. So I think part of parenting, too, and I've heard you speak to this as well, is knowing that a lot of this is developmentally appropriate. Like nothing's wrong with your baby. Nothing's wrong with your toddler. They're just figuring this all out. They might not even know in their mind. Like they're just kind of testing things. Like they're just trying things out and seeing what you're going to do. Um, so I wouldn't worry if they're not like super clearly communicating or you don't always know what you, they want. That's very, very typical for babies and toddlers that you wouldn't know exactly. I agree. I mean, Yes, there's definitely developmentally appropriate things you can do. And then also understanding that they are always going to be experiencing things in new ways, new forms, new, uh -huh. new experiences every single you know, month, every single week, every single day. And the same with you. So just kind of trying to figure out what that communication looks like, what they need at that time. It's hard. And I... I keep thinking, I'm like, this is actually though such a nice way that babies can maybe relieve some frustration. Like I couldn't even imagine not being able to communicate what I want or mm -hmm. what I'm doing or what I'd like more of. And then, um, you know, but then having baby sign language will obviously 
obviously help with that for sure. What would you say the top five kind of um, words are? So you said eat, maybe milk, um, more, I think you may have said was one. More, yes. Um, all done. Oh, all done. I didn't mean, yeah, more and all done. Um, and those are probably the best early ones for for mealtime. And then if you're looking at the whole day, you really want to go off their interests. So like if they're always like interested in a dog or they're always noticing birds flying or they always want to play with a ball, then those would be good early first signs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but yeah, more is really helpful. And I think like when you recommend, okay, you serve the meal, smaller portions, like it doesn't need to be this big amount. Maybe it's like a few slices of avocado. And then after they finish that and you can visibly see like they're wanting more, they're looking interested. That's a good time to model that more sign um, to, to encourage them to understand like, oh, if I do this, they'll give me more. And a big thing about baby sign is we're always thinking, oh, is the baby going to do it? But the biggest hurdle is kind of you doing it consistently as a parent. You have to model it over and over and over and over and over. It takes a lot of repetition. I think people think, oh, I'll show them a few times and then they'll just do it. That depends on their age a little bit more. Like they don't usually start showing the signs back to you unless you um, tell like 10 to 12 months if you've been doing it consistently for a few months, like in that six to eight month range. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. I, yes. yeah, I love that more is an option there because yes, we want, I always talk about wanting to let our babies and toddlers eat according to their hunger cues. Yes. Um, you know, start with a little bit, as you said, like even a tablespoon or one finger food of each type of food on the plate or directly on the high chair tray at a time. And then if they want more, you add more. And if they don't, then they don't. But that's a really kind of nice way. I think, again, maybe puts parents at ease that this can be a helpful way that they can understand their baby or toddler if they want more. Their baby or toddler can always be in charge that way mm-hmm. um, and lead meal time. So I love that. Um, so how long? So I know you said it kind of depends on the age. You have to be very consistent um, yes. and kind of parent led in that sense that you've got to model it. Yes. Um, like so many of the other things we do at meal times and outside, I suppose, um, to teach them how to do things. Um, but generally, how long do you think it would take, on average, maybe, to kind of grasp that? Like, is it a month? Is it like? A couple days like it doesn't yeah it, d- it depends on an, a variety of factors so it would be how often you're modeling at it as a parent your child's age so the sixth seventh eighth month olds aren't typically signing back yet however you can introduce it at that time so they're seeing it so if you introduce a sign and say your baby's 12 months most likely it will happen more quickly that they'll sign back to you because they're older developmentally and they're in a stage where they're copying us more readily Um, like in that 12 to 18 month stage. So there's no exact amount of time it would take, but it does take a lot of consistency on the parent's part. So one tip we sometimes give is, you know, put um, like a sticky note up behind the high chair on the wall or somewhere you'll see it that reminds you to do the sign because I know that's a common thing is like the parent forgets themselves, which is totally understandable. We have so much going on. Yes, (laughs) that's a good tip. Okay. I love that. Um, And would you say that like babies or toddlers, I suppose, who are doing baby sign language, do they kind of, because I've heard this question that maybe it was on your page. I'm not sure, but do they 
I guess, does it cause them to be delayed in actual speech language? Like, do they prefer mm. that over speaking? Um, is there any effect there? Yeah, so there's, there's research to show that, that it does not. However, anecdotally, I will hear parents say that. Like, I've heard it many times. Like, they'll sign all the time, but they won't um, speak. So I guess there are, there are cases out there. Um, but typically with communication, people are going to do the fastest and easiest thing. Speech is going to be the fastest and easiest once they have that down. However, if the baby's still signing, they might not just be ready developmentally to have that, to have their um, words come easily yet. So, but yeah, research shows that communication is going to promote more communication. So you want to respond to their sounds, their gestures, their um, eye gaze, um, th what they show interest in. And you always want to model the word with the sign um, to encourage those, those um, verbal, verbal attempts and the verbal communication as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, yeah, I think really at the end of the day, um, as long as you can kind of find a way to, again, communicate, make mealtimes more peaceful, more enjoyable, yeah. if you're connecting with your baby or toddler, like that's so, so important. And I, again, just to stress here, like if you do have um, issues with maybe like I've heard like babies crying um, in their high chair the second they get in there. I'm like, what's wrong? I don't know what's happening. Like, do they, <laughs> do they want to get out? Is it because they're not hungry? Is it because, again, something else? Um, or again, maybe food throwing issues or whatever it might be. I think that this has really helped a lot of people that have messaged me, just clients of mine that have said this has been a solution for them. Is just uh -huh. being able to like teach their baby, well, this is how you communicate if you want more, if you want if you want to be done, if you know, whatever it is. Um, so yes. it's, it's been really good. It's been really good. Um, and where can we go to learn more about how to teach our babies or toddlers baby sign language? You know, there's a lot, there's a lot on like, like even YouTube, um, you can Google any, any sign and it will demonstrate that sign for you. So if you're interested in some of the ones we talked about here, more all done, you can see those modeled for you. And a lot of communities now have baby sign language classes. I should probably make one. <laughs> I, I really should. Um, it's been on my mind um, to be able to offer that. And there's other like online options as well. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, there's a, there's a woman in Vancouver signing babies. She teaches um, online classes, I think, on Facebook. So yeah, there's lots awesome. of options out there. Okay. That's really good. And I think you have a highlight in your stories that you, I think you've saved it as a highlight maybe just kind of um, yes. through some of the signs. Yeah, actually, if you're looking just to learn a few mealtime signs, that would be a great place to start. I talk through um, some of the things we did today, spoke about today and a little bit more in depth and demonstrate those signs for you. Awesome. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't follow Carly on Instagram, um, her handle is at we talkers, I think, and I'll link all of that in the show notes, but, um, do you have any other, I guess, or I should say, <laughs> where can we reach you in general? What's your preferred, um, you know, way of reaching out to you or learning more about what you do, the courses you offer, that kind of thing. Sure. So my website is we talkers.com and that's the best way to reach me. And then I'm also on Instagram at we talkers. Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Carly. This has been so helpful. Oh, I really appreciate it, Edwina. It was a pleasure and thank you. Have a great day. You too.